Cars today are safer, more reliable, and packing more technology than ever before. But if you're looking for an appliance on wheels, this isn't your show. We want to help everyone find a car they'll really love, capable on the commute, and a laugh on your favorite road. If you take the long way home, this is for you. New cars, used cars, whatever your budget, whatever your needs, if you like to drive, we want to help. I'm Todd. I'm Paul. And this is the Everyday Driver Car Debate. So we're back already. This is our new thing we're trying, and that is two podcasts a week. That's right, you heard it. Not one, but two podcasts a week. We're going to change to the format. You actually may have noticed just from earlier this week on Tuesday. So it'll be every Tuesday, every Friday. And what we're going to do is we've been doing two car debates per podcast once a week. Now we're going to do one car debate on each podcast and a bunch of your Facebook questions that allows us to cover kind of more varied ground. And you guys are doing lots of Facebook questions, which is awesome. Yeah, this is so cool. So here we are. I'm excited. Are with a, this is going to be yeah, fun. Yeah, I agree. It, it's, it's very cool. It's fun to do two a week. So it'll be Tuesdays and Fridays for the podcast. And remember, Thursdays as fast as we can for videos. So that's a lot of everyday driver for you. But uh, <laughs> we're excited. Some of you are excited. So here we go. Put the seatbelt around your upper arm and check the everyday driver into your... Okay, never mind. Sorry. Uh, it's going to be a lot of everyday driver coming at you. So, yeah, this is this is pretty cool. We've got, uh, as Todd said, we're dividing up the car debates. So please keep those coming on the Absolutely. on the um, website. You can write to us right there or directly TV at Gmail. And we've mm-hmm. got a debate for this podcast from Nick25. That's his handle. Mm-hmm. He's writing to us from upstate New York. And uh, apparently Nick gets bored with cars very quickly. He wants something different every day. And so he's, yeah. uh, he's got Welcome. a lot of suggestions. Welcome and, to the uh, disease, Nick. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, yeah. he's, he's also in his email. Have you noticed? He's pondering putting in a reservation for a Tesla Model 3. Yeah, I, I figured that was part of the reason that you put this in here. And actually, it is. It I, is. That's an interesting place to kind of jump off of because uh, you know, we want to cover a couple of things that are going on in the news right now. One is a Tesla piece of news that I'm just I, – I have to admit I feel kind of vindicated by. I know that sounds terrible. <laughs> I but, read this and I can you know, hear you cackling. I can hear it. Well, seriously. I mean, <laughs> you, you've probably seen it. A lot of websites are covering it. A lot of Model X owners are complaining about their Model Xs because of – Wait for it. <laughs> the doors. I mean, we got we got we got plenty of vitriol for for and I, and me especially for pounding on the doors. And I will acknowledge that maybe I ranted about the doors a little too much, but the clearly the Achilles heel of these SUVs is the doors. So yikes, we'll see where that how that plays out. Yeah, and not to sort of call the shot here, but we talked about Tesla owners being used as beta testers kind of Mm -hmm. before the media ever sort of came out with the recent news of, hmm, if this had happened to a GM owner or Honda or anybody else, owners would be furious. But even though they're having these problems, the news is reporting owners are saying, you know what, that's cool. We'll just wait. They're they're struggling. They're going to fix it. They're going to do me right. And we'll just wait for the fix. Any other car manufacturer would be thrown under the bus. It's Crushed. It's funny you say that because, and I, I, do, I really don't want to linger on this, but I, I do think it's funny you say that because I actually read one of these articles. I think it was Wall Street Journal, and the woman that was talking about having an issue, she actually said the other thing they have is a Cadillac Escalade, proving once again these are cars for people that have some money for cars. <laughs> yes, but yes. she made the comment kind of in passing that if they'd had these kind of problems with their Escalade, they'd be furious. And mm-hmm. I was like, wait, 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 wait. So that's exactly what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so that's going on. And then you actually had mentioned this to me, 
This thing Honda introduced? Thing is the only word I have uh, for it. Thing. Yeah. If this were a children's toy, I would take it from them and throw it away. It's awful. It's it's a I can't believe it. And I know designers at Honda. We're talking about the Honda Clarity announcing mm-hmm. their electric and plug-in hybrid versions for the upcoming 2017 model year. And I'm looking at this, the pictures of this online. And I know designers at Honda. I have friends there. Guys, mm-hmm. what's going on? Because you've oh. come out with things that are really good recently. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And no, then that... there's this. I cannot believe it, it. It Honestly, it resets the bar for ugly. Whatever, whatever, whatever <laughs> measurement I had prior has been reset by this car. That's just how when you thought the Prius reset the measure for ugly, <laughs> then comes and this. We thought it did, but no, no, no. <laughs> somebody no. else has come in to beat that. You're absolutely right. It's a T-shirt. Unbelievable. Just as soon as you thought the Prius did blank and and insert ugly or you know, <laughs> whatever that is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I I just saw this, and I I have to talk about styling briefly because it's I'm so aesthetically driven, and you know, owning a car that's beautiful and is shapely, and especially if we're going to alternative fuel vehicles, uh, alternative fuel uh, kinds yeah. of vehicles, and yeah. you know, electric, why can't they look beautiful? Tesla's doing well, a great job in that department. Yes. That and, is the place that they have proven rah! themselves, and I will even say for somebody that hates the Model X styling, it's felt and attractive compared to this clarity. <laughs> so, yeah, wow. Anyway, that yeah, I agree. Why on earth do they have to look abysmal? But uh, anyway, strange, strange choices. And uh, and I, I want to mention the, the Volkswagen news that's actually, I think, developing as we do this podcast. Mm-hmm. It's looking like they may have to buy back or at least offer to buy back somewhere in the neighborhood of 500,000 of their two-liter diesels. And they may, again, the, the, the actual specifics are, are kind of forming as we speak, but they may have to, A, offer to buy them back, and B, offer incentives on top of that of like, here's five grand cash while we buy back your car, which is shocking to me. Yeah, the, this deadline in the U.S. at least for VW announcing to federal regulators and legislators of what they're going to mm-hmm. do to solve the problem, that has come and gone. They actually asked for more time. It got bumped back. And you know they were scrambling because this sounds like just a mishmash of what should we do? Okay, how are we going to please the public mm-hmm. and you know yeah. collect the vehicles and still you know reimburse them but still keep them as customers? You know there's scrambling going on. So this just sounds like a, a bunch of ideas thrown together. And here well, we go. A, so and a bunch of money. I mean, it's yeah. it's this big financial financial mea culpa. And I just I don't know how that's going to play out. Uh, okay, all right. Yes, yes. And in other news, speaking of money, there have been over 7,000 people signed up for 500 builds of the new 2017 Ford GT. People Mm -hmm. with money, Mm 7,000 of them that can afford Mm -hmm. more than $400,000 for this car. I don't blame you. I think it's gorgeous. I mean, coming from the Honda Clarity to this thing, this is beautiful. Well, I'm shocked by that number. I mean, this, this this makes you waiting on your M2 look like it's around the corner. I mean, I, 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 I'm not good at math. I'll be the first to acknowledge. Funny. But if you're number 7,000 of 500 builds, you're not getting the car. I'm just yeah. putting that out there. You're yeah. not getting the car. Thank you for playing. We appreciate your interest. But, uh, yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> could we show you a lovely McLaren? Hey, what, we, could we sh- here. <laughs> you, you know, you make a great point. For for $400,000, can we show you lots and lots of things? I McLaren mean, at an app, right. Uh, 
I want I want to drive that GT. It looks amazing, but I am shocked that they've got more than ten times the orders of what they plan to build. That's that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. And just as a side note, speaking of orders, I do have it on good faith and uh, some good confidence that Tesla was expecting in the neighborhood of fifty to a hundred thousand pre-orders for the Model Three. <laughs> They're cresting as we speak now. They have not closed the order books. They're cresting four hundred thousand. I'm. Yeah. Staggered by that number, I I know Tesla is too. So, (laughs) welcome to. Let's change our plans. Anyway, so let's talk about uh, Nick's car debate. He's writing to us from upstate New York, and Nick, you have a classic problem here. I mean, you said you've you've just started leasing a a 2015 Civic Si. You traded that in. Pardon me. You got that when you traded in your FRS. You traded an FRS in and started leasing a 2015 Civic Si. You also have a fully tracked prep 1990 Civic, which I'm trying to envision exactly what that means. You say track prep but street legal, so that's an. It sounds like it's it's quite a little project, but you've been driving this Civic for nearly a year, and you have come to the conclusion, I don't like this car, and you've mm-hmm. got two years left on your lease. So I I that I actually want to speak to that a lot, but the, where we're headed here is you're going. What do I do in two years? Which isn't really this isn't really pressing news but what do i do in two years should i get the model three which is what paul brought up earlier you thought about putting a model three deposit down uh you're not going to get one in two years nick you're number five hundred thousand on the list it's not going to happen but seriously i mean but but anyway but so he's thinking about two years down the road but he's also acknowledging the fact that every five minutes his brain changes so the thing i like about this is it allows us to kind of speak to that problem that disease because i mean you're you're two years out nick i I mean we're not gonna be able to go here's your car because you're not shopping yet but it does speak to i think an interesting problem that a lot of us have yeah nick is married he's got a nine-month-old daughter and he needs you know reliability low maintenance and he also says he's kind of tired about leasing i i'm i'm Mm. i can see you bouncing all over the place here nick and i don't blame you i am too (laughs) i'm i'm right there with you so I, I oh, sorry, sorry. Speaking of that, can I throw you under the bus for just a second? Sure. And, and, and some of our <laughs> listeners as well. I'm not, I'm not. Look, I don't want to follow this sure. rabbit trail very far. But here's the thing: after the, I was going to say last week's, but earlier this week, after our last podcast on Tuesday, uh, a few of you hearing Paul discuss that he won't have an M2 for 18 months, a few of you wrote emails in. I, I so honestly, two or three of you wrote emails in to Paul. And you're, the, the source of your email, and, and by the way, frankly, I don't like you people now that you wrote these, because here's what happened. We were, we were headed down the S2000 road. We were doing fine. We were close to an S2000. I would have liked it. You would have liked it. The show would have liked it. We were so close. And three or four of you, and I won't call you out, but three or four of you wrote an email that was essentially this tone. Hey, Paul, if you're two years from having an M2, why buy an S2000 if you have decent money to spend? Why not buy a more expensive, better car? <clears throat> About two or three of these emails in, Paul went, I like this idea a lot. And so what has happened here, dear listener, what has happened is that Paul has essentially said, all bets are off. What do I want to get between now and when the M2 goes? And the problem is, we think Nick has a problem. Paul has a much bigger problem. Because every time we talk, it's three or four cars. We could make this the Paul Searches for a Car podcast and have fodder. 
So I'm, I'm throwing you under the bus, Paul, and I'm also throwing our listeners under the bus that have written, honestly, genuinely, thank you for writing those emails, but this is what you've done, honestly. This is your <laughs> fault if you wrote one of those emails because Paul is now going, what should I get? Yeah, so we're going to have all kinda, kinds of fun with that in the future. Yeah, I did kind of back out of that. Thanks to a letter from Greg R. <clears throat> Looking in your direction, Greg. Uh, thank you for the kick. Oh, you are calling him out. Okay, well, there, were, there were a couple. There, <laughs> there, there were a couple than, others. More than just him, that, too. In that and, vein, um, but but he did the best job of actually really breaking it down and going, here's why I say that, Paul. And Paul yeah. calls me and goes, you know, I read this email. And I went, <laughs> oh, dang it. Dang it. We were so close. I know. Anyway, and, and I didn't yeah. want to make that podcast seem, you know, I, I felt like later it came across as – uh, first world problems. I can't have an M2, so what should I get? Mm. It, is, I it is first world problems. I didn't it, want it, it to come across is. that way, and I just thought, yeah. But, it's it's uh, in the exact same category as my $150,000 <laughs> Tesla Model X, the door won't open. It's right. in the exact same category as <laughs> oh, that problem. Man, I will fully acknowledge it. Wall. Can you believe my Tesla? I, you know, I hit the door button, and I'm waiting now. I mean, these are first <laughs> world problems. <laughs> exactly. I'm waiting for the door to open. <sighs> anyway. Back so, to Nick. So here's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Desperately try to get ourselves back to Nick. But but that's the thing. Nick Nick is having the same problem that Paul has and many of us have where it's just, it's it's like every car is a pretty girl. It's just, wait, wait, that's interesting. Oh, wait, that's interesting. And, and he's just going, what do I get? <laughs> She's cute. She's cute. She's interesting. Yeah. I like her. Yeah. She's athletic. Totally agree. She's outdoorsy. Ooh, she's pretty. <laughs> <laughs> All bad. All yeah, bad. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, but he's also acknowledged that he likes wagons. I mean, the other thing I do like about this, again, this is not a pressing issue for Nick, but one of the other things I like about it is that it's kind of a, it's a dad enthusiast uh, discussion, okay? And a, it's also a discussion about getting a car you like. And he says he likes wagons, and his kind of dream car is a V8 wagon family car with a manual. I okay, love this. All right. Uh, yeah, I agree. And so he's looking at all kinds of stuff. And, um, yeah, I mean, he, he's in upstate New York, so he does think about snow, but he has acknowledged, I will get good tires. So good on you, Nick. Well done for that. <laughs> uh, he's owned a series of Subarus, so we're not going to recommend those at all. But I like the fact that this just heads us down, for me personally, two, two avenues. One, I do have a recommendation for you, Nick, and it's kind of a sniper shot. But beyond that, I just want to talk about this problem you've created for yourself because I don't think you're alone, and that is the Civic that you have. But where are you on it, Paul? All right. Well, first, I want to just say, finally, we can have a wagon podcast. This is pretty cool. And uh, <laughs> thanks to Nick for kicking this off. His yeah, thoughts yeah, yeah. here are two years from now, he wants Bluetooth or something that he can put Bluetooth in, which made me think of Crutchfield because just about any car can absorb or be have Bluetooth installed. So why don't we talk about Crutchfield more and have them sponsor us? Anyway, I'm not sure Wait, yet. I was going to say, the, you bring that up. Here's the thing. <laughs> As we are headed down the road to sponsors, it, it cracks me up every single time we do a podcast. We run into three or four brands we would like to talk about. I wish every one of those brands was paying us for those mentions. Yeah. And those won't stop when brands are paying us. But at <laughs> right. the same time, you and I are always thinking of, you know where we should go. I mean, this is the nature of this world. But you know going. what I should do is take a sip of this mm, energy drink that I'm drinking right now while I'm podcasting. <laughs> mm, can you hear how good it is? All right. Moving on. Oh, stop. <laughs> Make it stop. Okay, yeah. All right, so Nick's got this soft spot for fast wagons, which I think is cool. I, I like yeah. fast wagons, too. Uh, he, yes, Bluetooth, he prefers a stick, so manual transmission. He prefers under 70,000 miles, so we're talking new here, or, or, or used over new. Yeah. And trying yeah. to, to come in under the $20,000 mark. 
He also said, uh, down at the bottom of the email here, after he lists off this litany of cars that he's interested in, which are good yeah. choices. Some of them we're going to touch mm -hmm. on here as, as good choices. Yeah. But he's he's got this email. He actually followed it up with another email saying, I think I've got three choices here. First of all is reserve mm -hmm. a new Tesla. And by that, I mean, I, I think you mean a Model 3. The Model 3. Yeah, he's the $1,000 down Model 3. Yeah, exactly. Uh, second would be look into one of these cars that we're going to talk about in his huge list here. And then wait and see what this new SI is like and lease a new one. Well, I can put the yeah. kibosh on that already, Nick, because you're already leasing a new SI that has caused this problem you want to get out of. Mm -hmm. So and let's put like that it. one aside. Let's focus well, on... Either reserve a new Tesla, maybe, maybe. I mean, it's as Todd said, it's not 24 months from now. It's 24 years from yeah. now, maybe. But, but <laughs> well, uh, you're number 405 <laughs> on the uh, uh, you're, yeah. you're number 405,001 on the list by the time we do this podcast. So, that, that counter uh, yeah, that, that of cars coming in, they're now using as a fan at Tesla headquarters. <laughs> exactly, it's going to be a while. <laughs> but but you but you mentioned one of the things you've kind of touched on one of the things I really want to talk about. And here's the thing, Nick, you sold an FRS, which. Love it or hate it, these are not a perfect car. I mean, I really like mine, but they're, they're definitely, they are a niche vehicle. But you sold an FRS, which is an engaging enthusiast car. Whether you like it personally or not, you listener, it is an engaging enthusiast car. You sold that to lease a Civic Si and suddenly realized, I'm in a car I don't like. Shortly thereafter, this is the number one recommendation I have for you, Nick. And, and anybody, if you have a car obsession, Try, try to try to balance, and this is hard. I, this is really hard, and it makes me think of something somebody else wrote us this week, Paul, about me being the responsible family man. <laughs> but I laughed until I nearly fell over. Well, but that was Greg. That, that was his same email, which was so You're funny. right. It was the same guy. Greg, oh, this is the Greg R. podcast. Anyway, but no. But yeah, he said I'm the responsible family man of the group, but I thought... You don't know me at all. <laughs> Moving on. No, but here's the thing. You have, to weigh, you have to weigh the reality of, yes, you need a car to do certain things in your life, but if you're a car person, if you get something you don't like because you tried to be responsible, you will hate yourself, and every time you pay money out to that car every month, you will hate your budget, and you will hate that you make that decision. Mm -hmm. Please don't do that. Mm -hmm. That's the biggest lesson I feel like in here is, you know, and, and, and you're talking about, okay, you've got two, two years left on this lease. I, I'm sorry for you, man. I mean, there's a part of me that just goes, is there any way out now? Because two years is a long time to hate your car while paying handsomely for it. That's just awful. Yes, uh, it is awful, but there are, Nick, if you're really wanting to get out of that lease on a very side note, there are some websites where you can get out of mm -hmm. the lease by ask, asking people to buy you out. Essentially, yes. they're, they're taking over your lease from you and yes. buying you out of that. Mm -hmm. It does happen. People do it for all kinds of reasons. They're in the military or they got a new job overseas or they're doing whatever and they have to get out of that lease. Yep. It is yep, yep. possible. If that is totally agree. something you need to consider, fine. But then don't go back to the new, new, new Civic Si and think, well, maybe I'll just go back. Yeah. You know. I didn't like this before, but I'm going to get another one. No, <laughs> right. no, no, no. We're, we're All gonna, bad. All bad. Yeah. As I said, we're going to put the kibosh on that. But Nick, you've sent in a really good list of cars that you're interested in for various reasons. And I want to mm -hmm. go through them quickly before we get to the choices that you and I are going to suggest here. Um, yeah, yeah. Maintenance is an issue. I think you're curious about German cars. So you've listed the three BMWs, two 3 Series and a 535 wagon manual, mm -hmm. which is cool. Yeah. I, I could see the enthusiasm, Nick, about the Pontiac GTO. You said you might have two kids in a couple years. Lack of doors might be an issue. But 
he gets excited about seeing this car. And so I think yeah. we can't ignore that. We can't just well, read the, that. Yeah, and the, the, the GTO is kind of the car that got away that, in his mind. It, it definitely is in that. Yeah. Very much yeah, so. Yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, first gen Cadillac CTSV. Yes, they're still over 20 grand. Fiesta ST, we've talked about those. Cheap everything, as you said. Mm hmm. Golf R. Oh, another BMW, the E39 M5. Cool, fun car. Mm, that's going to be a li little bit more maintenance. They're, they're getting old. They're getting old. There's going to be maintenance involved. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't mean that they won't be reliable, but they are getting, they're just getting old. And so once you buy a car that, that yeah. is older, you better be prepared, you know, just to spend money on it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Audi S4 with that V8 uh, all-wheel drive stick. Kind of feel mm -hmm. like that would be a bit nose heavy for what you're looking for, Nick. But still a good car, still loads of power. Fun, though, yeah, I mean, um, it, and sorry, I, I'm drawing a drawing a blank on what's available here and what's available elsewhere. S S4 in wagon form is a yes, right? Uh, yes, wagon form, in wagon but form, no certainly. stick. Uh, but Can you get them stick? Uh, V8 all-wheel drive wagon stick? I think so, but that feels like you're getting awfully specific now. It might and be. And that feels like one of those needle-in-a-haystack cars. Yeah, it would be but very, anyway. very rare. Somebody's um, checking us on it as we speak. Actually, somebody is currently <laughs> writing an email to us as we speak about that. But yeah, anyway, yeah, that's a good option. Uh, I like that you suggested the 92X, the Saab 92X, and I thought, mm -hmm. huh, yeah. who do we know that has had experience with one of those? I, yeah, I seriously, really, great, fun I, little wagon, but... Yeah, exactly. Great fun little wagon, but you're right. I mean, the chances of finding a good one, especially, you know, in the next year or two, finding a good one, I mean, they're, they're having the WRX problem to some degree. The people that know them are driving them hard and then tuning them. So are you finding one that's clean? That is tough. And I'm going to be honest with you. I love my FRS. I still look really fondly back at my Saab 92X. It was a very cool car. I, mm -hmm. Yeah, very yeah. fun. Yeah, I, I love that it said Fuji Heavy Industries on, on stamped on the inner panel yes on pretty much every every panel that so was not funny. actually outside facing it said fuji and subaru right. yeah exactly so mm -hmm. funny uh what else uh i like that you suggested the volvo v70 r and the mm -hmm. s60r those are different not four cylinder i i like those suggestions i want to come back to that and uh talk a little bit more about volvo for you and then he lists he lists a various options in the Subaru world, but you've owned a lot of Subarus, yeah. so no, walk away from that. Yeah. And you listed what about the Civic again? Stop, stop it with the dang Civic, okay? <laughs> you don't like it, so walk away. And then he then and then you talk yourself out. Of, I love this one, Nick. You talk yourself out of it. You go, what about getting an Acura TL all wheel drive? And then you go, wait a minute, my wife has an Acura. I hate it when families only have one car brand. So we've left that one as well. <laughs> so yeah, that was I pretty mean, funny to read, actually. It, it's it's actually like this. This email is like reading someone arguing with themselves. It is. Honestly. It is. It's like his and hers Hummers. Yay, one in yellow, one in red. Sweet. Oh, make it <laughs> stop. Oh, man. Oh, uh, man. What anyway. else? Um, and then in that, that vein of the Pontiac GTO, Nick has suggested the Chevy SS, which we've talked about mm -hmm. a lot. We like. CTS V-Wagon and that G8 GXP. Sounds like yeah. you're a GM guy. I mean, I I hate to say it. I agree. You're, you're I agree. Revealing you're, yourself well, he's, here. He's okay. he's leaning he's leaning toward a bunch of things. All the things that seem to intrigue him that he doesn't currently own are all GM product. Right, and so my right. my sniper shot for you, Nick, honestly, is look at the prior gen CTS in wagon form, and. Honestly, if you could get out of your lease right now, I say shop for this right now. It is possible to get that prior-gen wagon in CTS form 
as an all-wheel drive in a wagon. Now, are, could you get that also manual? I don't know that the spec sheet did that. You will not be able at twenty grand right now to get yourself a CTS-V wagon six-speed, which I think clearly is the car you really are supposed to have. That's the car you were destined to have based on what you're interested in because it does the wagon thing, you know, great power, fun to drive, manual. It's all of the above. Raul, who who loaned us his for the review that we did, he is nodding his head somewhere right now, <laughs> yeah, I guarantee yeah, you. Exactly. He's going, guys, there's the answer. And that is the answer. You can't afford it at twenty grand. But I will say two things. One, if you can get out of your lease right now, I think the actual normal CTS with that, it's like a 300-horsepower uh, V6 in it, if memory serves. I think you would actually kind of enjoy that car, and it would scratch the itch of something different that is in this world. However, in two years, what are those CTS wagons going to be? I don't know that they'll be twenty grand, but you also might have thirty to spend. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's all mm-hmm. those kind of variables. Two years is a long time, man. The number one thing I have for you, Nick, is get out of that Civic. Figure out a way out. If you hate it, figure out a way out. Agreed. Uh, I I read everything here, Nick. I scanned your whole email, got to the bottom, and I thought you realize that you're describing what you want is a Mini Countryman or a Fiat 500L. Neither of which we are going to recommend for you, but I just wanted to throw that in there because this is what you're describing. Bluetooth, manual, four doors, wagony. Yikes. Like, ugh, get that out of my head. All right, so I I love Todd's suggestion about the wagon because that was actually just the regular, say, a 2011 CTS wagon. They're rare. Mm -hmm. They're interesting. I think you could also get those with all-wheel drive just as a, as the regular flavor, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, yes, yes. Um, you can't. That's what I'm saying. They're, they're all-wheel. I mean, the, the yeah, CTS-V yeah. is not all-wheel drive, the, but you can right, get a right, C- right. It's essentially the CTS-4 in wagon form. I know that exists because I've seen them here in Utah. You were just talking about that while I was looking uh, online, weren't you? I was being distracted. Yeah. That's um, okay. We're, hey, this is the, this is the nature of this beast. That's okay. I get it. I, I get it. Nick, I was looking up Swap Elise and Lease Trader. Those are the two I couldn't think of. So anyway, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those um, are the good sites for that. You come in with the good websites again, as always. Well, and, yeah, and, you try know, you, here. But but here's the thing: if we're gonna stay twenty, if we're gonna stay twenty grand, and 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 again, Nick, I'm gonna <laughs> operate in the, the demeanor of you're gonna do this Swap Elise thing and get out pronto. Then honestly, look at that G8 GXP. You know, mm-hmm. look at that. It's mm-hmm. not a wagon. But for twenty grand, you could you might be able to get a GXP. You might be more like twenty five or so. And of course, it's us. We push the budget. But um, but that is worthwhile. I mean, you're not going to be able to find a Chevy SS. It's not going to happen. But uh, the G8 GXP, without being a wagon, it touches all the same buttons, so to speak, that the CTSV wagon does uh, for less money. And you might. What I hear when I look at this whole email is you want to get you need to get yourself a GM product with a big V8 in it and try it. And, or you need to get yourself a big American wagon, which is yeah. the CTS, even without the V8. I think that's something you need to do. And I think the key is don't suffer for two years in a car you hate. Come on, man. Yeah. Yep. Yep. If you don't, I've got a few more choices for you, Nick, here, because it's me. I just thought yep. if for whatever reason you don't go that direction because we like that CTS wagon, what about a late model Audi A3? Kind of small, nimble, fun. I don't know if they're stick or not. I'm... I, I'm not sure there. That led me to a 2013 Audi A4 Allroad wagon, mm-hmm. cool, off-roady. Has well, that and it's actually the current flavor, Allroad's the, the cool A6, flavor. if memory serves, which is a little bigger and is actually that would be a great option. Yeah, the A6 was from uh, yeah a while back. The A4 is the newer flavor of that or whatever. But uh, um, Allroad could be interesting. 
uh, that led me to the Volvo V60. You had mentioned the V70R and the S60, but the V60 is also kind of interesting. I don't know if you can get under 20 grand with that, though. That's kind of the problem with the Volvos. The V60, at least, they're a little bit newer, and that might prevent you from getting in that. And then I, I, ha I couldn't resist, Nick. I had to throw this in. Uh-oh. Because of your comment about, my wife has the Acura, and I hate it when couples drive the same brand. I thought, <laughs> have you seen the Acura TSX Sport Wagon? They stopped making them. They're yeah. actually cool. They're yeah. very rare. You can get them with, a, a, I think, a six-speed manual transmission, mm -hmm. 2014. Mm -hmm. They're twenty-two grand, and you could be the cute couple that has all the Acuras in the neighborhood, and you could have your wagon fix. So there. Ha. You know what? Uh, you know what? Though I will say this: that's that's a fantastic, like, off in the weeds unicorn find. If you could find one, those are much more fun cars to drive in than you think. And the great thing about Acura is I will I will give you one nod for Acuras. Acuras are the the forgotten car company. Everything mm -hmm. they make mm -hmm. is really solid. It's reliable. It's a lot for the money, and they're decent to drive. And nobody really thinks of them, us included, by the way. So kudos to you, Paul, for bringing that up for sure. Well, the only reason I thought of it is because I saw a black one here in Park City not too long ago. I was, mm -hmm. you know, coming through the parking lot, and I went, "Oh yeah, that's right. They didn't make very many of these, but they're they're cool. It's the right size." Looked inside, sure enough, manual, and I thought, "Huh, this could be like an enthusiast." Well, you know, it's alternative. it's not it's not powerful, but it's in that same vein. You know, we we drove that uh, that uh, that Honda Accord Coupe. You know, and I mean, the thing about that whole chassis, that whole tuning is, it's those are cars that are surprisingly fun to drive. Mm -hmm. Now, the sport wagon is only like two hundred horsepower. It's not a, it's not a road bomber by any means, but you can get yeah, you can get it with the the manual transmission. That's a, that's a good. I hadn't gone there. I really like that quite a bit. So kind of right, but there. the lesson here, the lesson here, Nick, is please. You know, don't, don't write us with, should I keep the car I hate for two years? Because the short answer of that is, well, no. No, definitely not. Yeah, definitely anyway. not. Well, I hope that helps, Nick. Um, I'm sure we could have thrown something else in there. But, I mean, I think you're talking yourself towards GM products. So that's, that's well, kind of our take. The, the, email, the email just keeps, he keeps bringing up, the, oh, and this GM yeah. product. Oh, and this GM yeah. product. We're going, well, go buy a GM product, for God's sakes. <laughs> Clearly, that's where we need to go. You know, uh, Nick and anybody else listening, it, it, as you're listening to this podcast, and we're now, that's right, twice a week, do us a favor and pass it on to a friend and please rate it. You are rating it regularly. We really appreciate it. It is absolutely changing our ratings. It is changing how much people are finding us on either Stitcher is one great place if you're on Android. Obviously, iTunes if you're on uh, the Apple products. We would love your rating and your review. And I actually, I have to, I have to go off in a good way for a second. Okay. And that is this. We do read, genuinely, we do read all of the comments. The YouTube comments, yes, the Facebook yes. messages, we read everything, which sometimes is quite daunting. And, you know, I've joked before, it's like putting on a hazmat suit sometimes. I mean, you just got to brace yourself. <laughs> the the iTunes comments are the place to go. Whenever, whenever I'm at a, at a spot where I'm thinking, I honestly don't know if what we're trying to do with the show is getting through. The iTunes comment are that mm. ray of light. I know I'm overstating it here. I'm getting all uh, warm and fuzzy. But they, they, are, they are the comments where I can read and be like, good. What we're wanting to do is getting through. So thank you guys for those comments. And I will say to that one person listening right now grumbling, if you hate the show, hey, give us that comment too. But thank you to those of you that are reviewing the <laughs> podcast and really liking what we do and proving that some of you are actually following along with the class. We appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, thank you guys. It, it really does mean a lot. And 
you're right. It, it's helpful to to get that feedback, and and uh, you know, if you don't like mm -hmm. it, that's cool too. But it's helpful for us as you know, we we are uh, you know really wanting to put this uh, as a long term endeavor for us. And yeah, uh, hopefully already that has been, yeah. uh, already has been, but hopefully that answers more questions for you. And so reading that and, and seeing the encouragement and suggestions really gives us a boost as well. And mm -hmm. and it translates back to our content that, w that we give back. Uh, so we, we love reading those. Um, and, well, and speaking uh, of co uh, the comments and suggestions that you guys have made, the reason we are now doing your Facebook questions is because many of you asked. That's the bottom line of it. And mm -hmm. now that we're putting out there, hey, what questions do you have? You are burying us in questions. So thank you for that. I, I picked out uh, five or six here that I liked out of both the ones earlier this week and tonight's. I picked five or six. Uh, and I'm happy to dive in here. Do you have some as well, Paul? I do. I liked your idea. So Todd had this idea. Let's each pick five or six questions that stand out, which is cool. And then if they overlap, that's cool too. We can talk about everything here. But I mm -hmm. like that they're just fun, quick, and there's some good ones in this list. You probably noticed are, that I definitely. post up these questions uh, the day that we're podcasting. So generally we podcast in the evenings to be released the next day. And this first second week podcast is being released on a Friday. So happy <laughs> Friday. If you're not listening to yeah. it on a Friday, that's okay too. We really appreciate your uh, your listening to us and uh, following and, and along. I want to acknowledge that these Facebook questions, the thing that's great about them is they're, they're going to go quick. And uh, we're not going to do car debates in these kind of questions. That's not what this is for. But uh, we can cover so many varied comments, which is what I really like about it. Uh, I've got one here from, uh, let's see, I've got Jason here. He asked, uh, what are the best practices when modifying a car? Are there certain boxes you should check off before even modding? And what are the best mods to start with? Can I say my, my tagline that I always say? Can I say it, please? All right, sure. Tires. Uh, tires. Some, somebody should. <coughs> tires. Uh, yeah, okay, there we go. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to start there. Step one, buy a car. Step two, <laughs> Tires. <laughs> well, but I mean, it's it's. Look, I I think you also have to ask yourself, Jason, what kind of driving are you doing? That will inform your modding. But the general consensus of the internet would be buy a car and throw more power at it, and I I don't agree. I don't agree at all. And I think the first thing you can do is yeah. upgrade your tires and start to figure out how much the car changed just going to a high performance tire. Everything else is exactly the same. You change that because. By and large, unless you're buying a massively high-performance car, it didn't come with massive high-performance tires. So whatever you've got on there, probably all seasons, and when you upgrade them, you will note a difference. Right there, it's going to start changing what you feel about the car. Yeah, I would add to that That's something that's got to be high on the list. As you said, power is very tempting to add early, but you can't ignore brakes because everybody thinks Agreed. tuning, I want to go faster. You cannot mm -hmm. ignore brakes. And I see so many cars that have the chip or the turbo or the whatever, and they have stock Brakes, and I think yeah, yeah, you've got far more power than this car was originally designed to handle, which means those brakes were specced by engineers for that engine. Mm. Which Good means point. you've Good got point. to upgrade those brakes, and you've got to spend money and, on brakes. And 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 look, I wanna I wanna side note that and say, don't get sucked into the world of how many thousands of dollars should I spend on a monster bra uh, big brake kit that comes out of a GTR. Or stop, stop, stop. No, no. When we say upgrade brakes, we're literally talking start with better fluid, better pads. Yeah. That right there will start changing exactly. the world, and that right there is an improvement over where you started. So in, it's like tires; it's an incremental thing, but it's an incremental thing you will feel and will ch start to change the car right away. Yeah, pretty awesome. Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, 
that's that's pretty much you know things to start thinking about. Um, handling well, is starter. also yeah you know high on the list, but power is not always even like third on the list. It's like way down the list. Do handling, tires, brakes, mm-hmm. get it tighter first, well, then add power. And you, you and I are guys that want to go back to canyons, and we want to, and we want to drive corners. So that's mm-hmm. one of the other reasons that we yeah. think about it, because at that point, tires and brakes are paramount. If you're a guy in the middle of Texas, uh, not Houston right now because you're flooded and you need a boat, but, uh, but if you're a guy in the middle of Texas and all you're going to do is freeway blasts, then you worried about tires and brakes is uh, you're not going to find corners as often. So I get it then you're going to think t- p- uh, power first, but that's not how we think, and we think it's better off to do tires and brakes. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, what, what do you have next? Uh, this, this, w- one of the first ones that stood out, Jonathan Drake sent in a question here about what are the top three <laughs> car enthusiast movies for each decade and the top ten best car chase scenes. I kind of whittled that down because I thought, all right, starting in 1910 when the car was invented, the top three car enthusiast movies for that decade were just kidding. Yeah, well, I mean, this this is the eternal <laughs> question. What it made me think about was like my top four or five movies that I just really like the car sequences in them. Yeah, and they're kind of all over the map. And of course, you, Jonathan, you're tapping into the filmmaker part of my brain, which there's multiple podcasts of just that. This is a, this is a dangerous question. You picked it, and I picked it, and I thought, how long is this going to be? Keep going. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, yeah. By the way, if you don't know, Todd is the filmmaker between the two of us. He is. He used to work for New Line Cinema. You probably knew that. And he is the the movie guy. He knows more about movies. He's forgotten more about movies than I will ever know. So (laughs) anyway, um, so movies here. I have to start out with one of my favorites, and that is Ronin, The Car Chase, Mm -hmm. with Robert De Niro driving that BMW 5 Series against traffic. And also when he was in the Mercedes being chased with the Audi S8, I loved that chase. That was, that is. Yeah, it's a great one. It's a great one. Number one on my list. Uh, real quickly, pretty much all the Jason Bourne movies. Uh, Agreed. What else? The, the Bourne identity with the the Bourne identity with the um, the little mini chase scene yeah. running against traffic and the mini <laughs> and down the stairs and all that with the bikes. That is a great modern chase scene. That's a really really good one. Really fantastic. Yeah, pretty much any of those movies. Uh, the Bond film, Quantum of Solace, the opening sequence with the Aston Martin DBS. Where mm. oh my gosh, he's being shot at and drives into town with the doors missing, and that is very high on my list too. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, three more here: Matrix Reloaded, okay. Trinity's on the motorcycle, and they're chasing Thank the, you. the Cadillac. Thank you. I love that. That 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 honestly, that's that's on my extreme short list. I mean, that's is one it of really? those scenes. No kidding. Absolutely, it's one of those scenes where it's it's just a really solid chase scene. And it has layers to it. I mean, it, you know, we, we're, we start in the car. We're now on a bike. I mean, there's there's all kinds of things going on. Whether you like those movies or not, that's just a really well done chase scene. And they built like three miles of private highway yeah. just to stage that scene. It's incredibly well choreographed, well shot. There's some visual effects in there that obviously, ten years out, are starting to look a little aged. But it's still incredibly impressive scene. Yeah, yeah, pretty pretty amazing. Um... Number six or whatever on the list is Mission Impossible 2. Ethan and Nia chasing each other up the canyon. That was incredibly sexy, and I really liked that chase. Uh, it has a Porsche in it and a pretty girl. A, so you were pretty much done. Right there, beginning check, and end, done. Checked all the boxes, and I'm done. Yeah, uh, She's yep. beautiful, whatever her name was. Nia in the movie, but... I can't remember her name. She's Dandy Newton, I believe it is, but keep going. Gorgeous. Anyway, and uh, Terminator 2. Arnold driving the semi truck, chasing what's his name? 
on the in, dirt bike. Well, it's actually Arnold's. Arnold's on the bike with the kid, and they're being chased oh, by the T right. one thousand. That's right. Thank down you. the down Thank the you. sewer, the L A the L A River sewer uh, tunnel system. That is an incredible scene. That's right. It You're was, right. That's really yeah, good. The Terminator, the liquid metal guy in the truck, and the way he smashes the T one thousand. Yeah, T one thousand. It's a great. It's a great yes, scene. Yes. Yes. Yep. That's that's, yep, that's good. That's you, up there. You did well. You did well. Well, thank you. Thank you. I'm curious to know what yours are. I mean, you're you're the well, filmmaker. I've, I've, you're... I've got a couple. I mean, I, I want to bring up two that are always brought up, and I want to bring them up and kind of shoot them down. I hate to say that. But hmm, uh, okay. Vanishing Point gets talked about a lot. Vanishing Point is a terrible movie. It's just <laughs> a terrible movie. But here's, here's the reason it gets brought up so much. Here, here's the reason it well drink on my friend here's the reason it gets brought up so much because it is it is a movie that is I will say this from a filmmaking perspective it would have worked really well in its time it is a movie so much out of its time if you watch it now it's all about the man and flower power and drugs make you better and it's just it's this drug fueled late 60s early 70s haze of a movie you know mm. I, as a movie it's terrible the premise is interesting as a movie it's terrible and then of course Lamont Lamont is an unbelievable success of cinematography and shooting racing. However, the only person that actual real-time racing is interesting to is the guy behind the wheel. The actual, like, POV of the guy doing real-time racing for 24 (laughs) hours is interesting to the guy that's having to do the racing. The rest of us are going to go get a burger, and we're going to drink something, and we're going to watch. Oh, there's a highlight clip. and. Right, right. Lamar is incredibly well shot. It's not a good movie, and that's why they took it away from Steve McQueen at one point and tried to make it a movie. Awesome in all of the actual racing coverage. Unbelievable to watch. Not a good film. Um, but anyway, so then I have to bring up one coming off Lamar. You're going to laugh at me. I know you are, but all I right. have a son. Who's six? Yeah. Okay? So I see all kinds of stuff that I would never watch otherwise. And I will say this. <laughs> the Pixar movie Cars. Okay? Oh, sure. It's goofy. It's a kid's movie. But there is a sequence in there where the girl in the film, who's a Porsche, Paul, you would like her. The girl in the film takes Lightning, Mc- Lightning McQueen on a drive just to drive. Something he's never done. He's only ever raced. There is a two or three minute scene there that the way it's shot and the way the, and the way that they actually choreograph it of course they built it all it's digital but it's it's actually in 2 or 3 minutes one of the best descriptions i've ever seen on film of why driving just for the sake of driving not chasing not getting mm. shot at is just fun and and i and i'm shocked every time that scene goes by my son's watching it and i'll, I'll watch it with him because i realize how has no other movie accomplished that just the joy of driving. <laughs> How is no movie spoken to both you guys, your son and well, you, in the same yeah, scene? But, That's but, pretty awesome. But every other movie that I would bring up as having a great car scene is a chase scene or is a scene that is motivated by plot. <clears throat> this is a scene that is just about driving. It's just driving is cool. Scenery is fun. Look at this great corner. That's the whole purpose. And they do it well in a, in a kid's movie, for God's sakes, which is really cool. Um, I'm going to bring up, if you want a great, really hardcore driving movie, Senna. Watch the Senna yes, documentary. Yes. It is, it's a shockingly good piece of work. And the fact that they cut the whole thing together from actual period uh, footage is even more amazing. That one's great. And then I'm going to bring up two that are, you already brought up uh, The Matrix. Thank you for that. Bourne, thank you for that. Ronan, excellent. I'm going to bring up two that may seem like odd additives, but they're just fantastic chase scenes. One is Raiders of the Lost Ark, the truck scene. Oh, nice. In Raiders. Nice he starts one. On, he starts on a horse. He winds up in a truck. He slides nice. under the truck. He winds up back in the truck. He takes out all the Nazis while driving a truck. 
that's a fantastic chase scene with yeah. amazing stunts of all kinds. <laughs> yeah, good. And then the other one in that category is The Dark Knight, which also has a semi. Okay. But you end up with the semi and the tumbler, and the tumbler gets wrecked, and it becomes the motorcycle, and then you wreck the semi. I mean, that whole sequence is unbelievable. We're underground. We're above ground. Just from a filmmaking perspective, I'm jaw-dropped every time that scene goes by. That's another great one. We have really liked that question, Jonathan. Yeah, that was a good one, Jonathan. Thank you. We could talk about movies almost as long as we could talk about cars. And if there's cars in could. the movies... It would be a frightening podcast, yes. Along with power tools, fire trucks, anything <laughs> with a motor... We're overgrown children. We're overgrown um, children. Here I am, the responsible family man (laughs) of the group. We're overgrown kids. Who are we? We're kidding. I just recommended cars to our listeners. How old am I? Six? (laughs) Apparently I am. Great question. Yeah, that is is awesome. Uh, All right, so what other questions popped out at you? I'm curious. uh, Um, Let's see. Uh, Facebook here. I've got... uh, Well, we've we've got a question here. Okay, we've got a question here... um, Actually, somebody, Adam, asked about what's the story on the S2000, and, of course, we've kind of covered that. <clears throat> anyway, so that's happening. Um, the <laughs> Dale, Dale wrote in and said, have you guys gotten any seat time in the Mustang GT350R? We have not been in the GT350R. We have been in the 350, which is a little bit more road-worthy uh, than the 350R, and that review is coming up in a little over a week. So look for that. We actually put it with the Boss 302 and it was an incredible day of driving both those cars back to back and talking about what's happened. And you ask, you know, where is the 350 in relation to the C7? They are direct competitors. I, I genuinely think so. It's it's such an incredible performance car for the money. But I'm looking forward to sharing with you the discussion of it compared to the Boss because Boss was a car we liked a lot as well. Yeah, I'm glad you picked that one. Thank you, Dale. I, I chose your question as well. And uh, as a matter of fact, in all this car shopping madness that I'm going through currently, Todd sent me a link to a brand new GT350 for sale for 48 grand. Now it doesn't yeah. have the magnetic ride, but we drove one also without the magnetic magnetic ride and it's fantastic. We like that car. Cannot wait to share this review with you. It's it's going to be a lot of fun. So Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely. Yeah, thanks for the question. It it does. I I agree. It does kind of Unseat the C7. I don't know about the Z06, but certainly the C7. I cannot think well, of Well, it's a direct it competitor. I mean, somebody asked along the way, they said, you know, actually it was the owner of these Mustangs. He said, you know, should Ford build a Corvette competitor? And I said, well, in this car they have. I mean, I don't know that you would naturally think to cross shop the two, but I think that's that's where the 350 reaches. It reaches up into that upper category, uh, kind of out of the traditional Mustang Camaro discussion and into what I like this instead of a vet. I think it reaches into that world, mm-hmm, and then it's, there's nuances yeah. about it. So I, I do like that question, and it'll be really interesting to have. I mean, we're kind of giving away some parts of it, but you're going to really like this review. It's it's going to be fun. It's, it's going to be pretty cool. Uh, all right. Uh, question from Robert Hopkins. I had to laugh because he okay. writes to us asking about the S2000, and he thinks at times he thinks – thinks it's less nimble. I believe it's nimble than he likes. <laughs> but what cars besides an Elise are going to be more nimble than an S2000? I must I might just be an insane autocrosser. Yes, you are an insane autocrosser. If, if yeah. this is if this is your benchmarker yeah. standard because all I can think of are these four, Robert, and those are any Caterham, the Ariel Adam, a KTM Expo, <laughs> and a BAC Mono. I mean, more nimble than an Elise? That that's one of our benchmark cars. I yeah. mean, yeah, yeah. yeah, watch Mid-Engines and Mountains. We drove it with the, well, the Cayman we loved yeah. and the Alpha 4C, and the Elise is and, something and here's, else. 
And here's the thing that there's there's not a list of people that are lining up and going the S two thousand is just not nimble enough. <laughs> I wish just, that car was more nimble. Man, is so, this steering wheel and, dead in my and, hands? Huh? And here's the crazy <laughs> thing about going S two thousand to Elise is that the S two thousand has a far tighter steering rack than the Elise does. There are really crazy guys out there that take Elises and put faster steering racks in them. They forget in the process that this is a non-assisted steering rack. So now you have a faster non-assisted steering rack, and you better have arms that you know will rip doors off cars but um but yeah i mean the, the elise is incredibly nimble and yet has a has a slower initial turn and steering rack even than the than the s2000 so yeah autocross is warping your brain which is fine that's that's a real disease and we're fine with it i thought it was such an amusing question though i thought it was really funny and i thought you've got to uh, I, really work hard to find something different and better yeah yeah you're in a you're in a you're in a pretty specific class there and you've got to go really short wheelbase too and at that point yeah it's it's a that's an interesting oddball question you know what you could look at though actually now that i'm thinking about it look mm. i'd be very curious about the factory 5 818 car that's their take a yeah. take a wrx and turn it into a mid-engine car uh kit car thing you take about a ten thousand dollar you know, donor WRX spent about another fifteen. Wind up with a twenty-five thousand dollars dedicated track car. I want to drive that car. If you're listening and are from Factory Five or know somebody at Factory Five, <clears throat> we'd really like to put that car on camera. I'm putting that out there because uh, <laughs> that looks like fun. I do have to mention that. That does. Uh, we've actually been bouncing that around as an idea for Paul's next car, but we'll we'll see. We either way, we want to get that car on camera, so we're gonna but have to call. The those list guys. is so long of Paul's next car I now know. that I I I'm nearly suffocating at the list. But anyway, I, I have waffling. one more. I don't know if you have any more. I have one more actually. All right. Uh, yeah, go for it. I might have one more as well. I'll throw one more. In okay. Uh, Neil Porter asked. Ultimately, where do you see this podcast going? Money, no object. Hmm. Hmm. Like that. How many sponsors have we named in this podcast that don't sponsor us quite yet? Just curious. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Get it, let's get all those sponsors. I mean, Neil, I'll, I'll be honest. I'll, I'll tip tip our hand a little bit, uh, and, and it actually goes beyond the podcast. And I, I don't think I'm going to say anything here that Paul's going to yell at me about. But you won't know because it'll be off hair anyway. No, seriously. <laughs> um, the, the, the truth is, look, we really did start this whole show to try to help people find great cars that they really will like to drive, which is why we talked about Nick tonight. We want you, you know, what's the car that fits your life that you like to drive? That was the impetus for the show. It remains the thing we like. That's one of the things we're liking so much about this podcast. I, you know, I honestly, I'd like to be one of the best podcasts for auto. I would. I mean, you've got uh, the yeah um, the brothers there. Why can't I think of it? The NPR Car Talk Show. Uh, you know, those guys remain at the top. Hey, while we're at it, let's just unseat them. Wouldn't that be cool? I just like. This is the place where people talk about cars. That would be awesome. Will that happen? I don't know, but wouldn't that be cool? I mean, we're doing it on a shoestring right now. As we get sponsors in, you know, that'll increase our growth further. You guys sharing the show is helpful. That would be awesome. But the truth of it is, I would like the podcast to be at a place where it really funds our ability to do films so we could do maybe a really nice film once a quarter mm -hmm. and yeah. not have to rely on YouTube as much and really focus on our stuff being big comparos. Imagine our uh, greatest hits, EcoBoost, WRX, FRS, and uh, Fiesta ST. Imagine if every Everyday Driver film was something of that scale. That's what I'd like to do, but we've got to have income for that, and, and I love those comparisons. The podcast can bring that about. And you know what? This podcast is something that could also be a TV show. I'm just saying. So uh, wouldn't <laughs> that be cool? That'd yeah. Be fun. We're, we're tossing a lot of ideas around, so I, I, uh, I think that's fair. But I'm, I, we're, we're definitely at one mind. When Todd is telling you all this, we're at one mind in, uh, in talking about that because we love 
you know, doing this. I think it's even more of a creative outlet. And here we are as our second in a week podcast. Yeah, and no uh, just it's a lot of fun because I feel like we're just, you know, among friends talking to everybody here. Absolutely. So Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's pretty cool. Um, anyway, uh, I'm, I'm debating uh, throwing in Jonathan Brown's question. I'll, I'll touch on it very quickly because he's talking about the okay. Cayman Turbo. And, of course, that <laughs> lit up my candle, too. Forget the long waiting list. And Cayman Turbo. And, uh, Jonathan, you're, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I've been... Missing my Cayman, and you know maybe he's, he's been saying yeah. Is he's been asking essentially, Jonathan? He asks if is the new Cayman Turbo the sweet spot? Check all the boxes car for Paul. And look, let's be honest, it's a Porsche, so it gets most of the way there, right there. <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, it'd be very interesting to see where that goes. I mean, honestly, the we're now all bets are off. This is what's happened it's, with the eighteen months, two years for the M two. And you thought we were is, like. We're headed in the right direction. I did. S2000. We're I go- actually we're do it. thought we were a week or 10 days away from you having a car, and then 24 hours ago you went, you know. Oh. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, we should, uh, we should wrap it there because we're already coming up on an hour for the second which one. Which is great. This is pretty cool. So thank you, guys. This is pretty fun. Like I said, feels like we're just right amongst friends and – Talking about it, I like that we talked about movies this this time around. That was kind of fun. Yeah, we should do that. Hey, I don't often. don't have to push me far to talk about movies. I, I totally know. agree with that. I know, uh, guys. Uh, films. I'm going to come back to the films and tell you yeah. that we have films available on <laughs> Vimeo for download, and I will ship you a Blu-ray copy. And uh, love to have you see the films if you haven't. Fifty Years, Mid Engines and Mountains, and the Pilgrimage film. So check those out you- when you get a chance. Did you see the note on Facebook this past week where a guy said he just ordered all three films on Blu-ray and went out and bought a Blu-ray player to play them on? And I thought, yeah. that's dedication, and I love it. And honestly, yeah. I have to say it. Watching them on Blu-ray is the way to watch them. That is the best image quality. That is where you get – it's it's Lucas that did it, I think. And uh, it, it is where you get the best 5-1 surround sound. I mean, it is the way to do it. So, Lucas, thanks for that. And if you haven't seen it either way, either Blu-ray or online, it is easy to find. EverydayDriver.com, you can go to the Films tab there, and it'll take you anywhere you need to go to find those films. We are busily crafting the film for 2016, so keep you posted on that. It'll be uh, tossing around a few ideas. So anyway, thank you guys for listening. Thank you for watching. And in the meantime, yeah. Keep it classy, San Diego, or whatever. You know, I don't know. <laughs> what? I don't oh, know. great. We're back to movies. We put you in the movies ahead. I know. I, I need some sort of cool, anyway. like, you know, sign off, like, you know. No, you it, don't. I, we, I don't. You know what we can do? Sort of we can just play the end music. Wrap up. Okay, I guess we'll play the end music. <laughs> <laughs>